so there's no do-overs or there's no like hey you know if if it wasn't you know exactly what we wanted like we'll just do it better Mm -hmm. next time in a wedding you can't do that Hey guys, welcome back to Digging Into the Details with Brad and Taylor. What's up, guys? Um, so today's topic is kind of a unique one, kind of fun and different. We recently had a conversation with some of our wedding planner friends, uh, Chris and Tyler with Consider It Done, and we were just talking about how personal weddings are and emotional they are. Mm-hmm. And it kind of brought us to this saying of, um, Brad put it well, he said, it's not business, it's personal. And usually you hear it the other way around where it's, it's not personal, it's business. Uh, but not in this case, not when it comes to the wedding industry. So no. So let's dig into it. Yeah. I mean, I think we have a lot of insight on this specific topic and it's fun to talk about and it's definitely a challenge of ours running and operating a business in the wedding industry where uh, really it's super personal and you are um, not only just creating a product or providing a service uh, for just, you know, regular everyday life, you are doing it for, you know, at that person's time, probably the most important day of their life, Mm -hmm. which, uh, yeah, I mean, I think it's a big deal. It's a big deal and like the topic, you know, or the title of the podcast says, um, you know, it's it's personal. It's not business. However, we're running a business. Right. And uh, that's where we do have a hard time um, separating the two when we have a business to run and, you know, generally of best practices and specific things that, you know, are like hard stops in your business that you can't move on. But when you have to deal with so much of a personal aspect in individuals' lives on their most important day, um, it's challenging to stay true to those business things. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I mean, if you just create a regular product and you sell it on Amazon, I mean, you can create structure in your business to where you can streamline, I mean, everything. But when you're dealing with, individuals on a daily basis who are completely different and the clients are always completely different and it's the most important day of their life you look back at your your processes and you know the clients like asking something of you that you know you really don't want to budge on but then that the personal aspects you know kicks in mm-hmm. and unfortunately i think it, it kind of tugs you down because now you're you're ha- you're being forced to stray away from you know, how you've built your business. Right. And, uh, yeah, again, it just, it just makes it super challenging to stay true to, um, like your business morals or even the structure that you've created in your business because every client is so different Mm -hmm. and it is their wedding day, not just your product. Um, and yeah, we'll dive into it. But so we have three kind of main bullet points here. Bullet point number one is there's a lot of emotion when it comes to weddings. Um, obviously, it's a it's a highly emotional day. Sometimes there's stress. There's a lot of feelings. Maybe mm-hmm. is a better way to put it. Um, so there's a lot of feelings in the day, whether that's stress or anxiousness or excitement or nerves. 
There was just a lot of emotion wrapped up all into one day and from multiple parties. Bride, groom, wedding party, parents, guests, all sorts of things. Yeah. So, um, for us, it definitely makes it more difficult on the business um, because the product carries a lot of weight. For sure. Meaning? Yeah, meaning it's not just whatever product we're making. It's not just that. Mm-hmm. There's so much more involved with the specific product. Like, um, for instance, if you go to the store and you're looking to buy something that serves a purpose, I mean, really, you're probably just looking for, you know, good value. Is it functional? Great. I'll take it. But with our products, it needs to be those things. It needs to be good value. It needs to be functional. But the like the weight behind it, it's so much more because people, when they're trying to decide what that item is or specifically for us, like what it's going to look like because it's custom, they're almost second guessing every single decision because of the weight that it holds mm-hmm. on the day. You know, they they know that once they make these decisions, you know, <laughs> okay, that's how it's going to be for my wedding. Right. And, you know, well, I think we'll get to this in a little bit, but it's like, w- they feel like once they choose, then it's like, that's it. Like, you know, it's the end of the world. And, you know, if it's wrong, it's wrong. It's horrible. Mm-hmm. Everything's going to be ruined. Right. So. Because there's a lot of pressure on the day. Yeah. It's not just an item or a product. It, but it is, mm-hmm. but it's not. Right. You know, it's an item or a product on my wedding day and it has to be perfect mm-hmm. where it's like, well, what's perfect? Right. Like. Especially when it comes to custom items, because a lot of them are obviously tailored to them. So whether that be their names, their wedding date, the colors, the font, the font, they want it to be a hundred percent dialed into what they envisioned um, and yeah. how it correlates with the day. Yeah, and if you guys are listening, you've gotten married. I mean, you probably remember those decisions where, um, you know, to you in that moment, it was it like it was so important, like should it be this shade of blue or, you know, is that too dark? Is that too light? But then afterwards, after you get married and, you know, let's say you're making that same exact decision, like for maybe painting your wall in your house, you're like, yeah, it's good enough, you know, Mm -hmm. but. Or I can repaint it. (laughs) Or I can repaint it. Yeah. (laughs) I don't like the shade. I'll just. Yeah. And I think that's what we, that's what we truly mean by like, you know, the stuff holds so much weight behind it. It's not just a product. It's a product for someone's wedding. Mm Mm-hmm. So and just uh, a sign. Yeah, again, going back to like, you know, the business part of that, that makes it super challenging because, you know, our timelines in business and production, um, they're they're skewed from like everyday model because you can tell somebody that something is due on a certain day, but I mean, you know, if they can't make a decision, unfortunately, you know, you contractually you can have it in there that says like hey you have to have this decided by this date and if that date comes and the client's like hey i still haven't made a decision i'm sorry like um usually we the business we have to bend like Mm -hmm. you know or we're the asshole or you know we're you know even though it's in our contract that says you have to make this decision by that date you know we're like eh, well what's a couple more days but i think what people don't realize with our business in the wedding industry is However many days we give up, those are days that we lose because what date isn't changing? Mm-hmm. It's it's our install date. Right. Like we can't get to the person's wedding date and be like, 
hey, remember those two or three extra days that you took to decide on the color of your escort display? Yeah. Well, we're going to add those to the back end of our contract. It says we're supposed to deliver on the 21st. That's your wedding day. But, you know, like we need a couple more days. Yeah. So, again, mm-hmm. this makes it super challenging to stick to your guns in business because you're either like you're the asshole because you're like, nope, sorry. Like, I know this is a, one of the most important decisions you're making today about the biggest day of your life but I have to have it mm-hmm. or you're flexible and you're the nice person, but you eat that on the back end, right? you know, and you know, that that's like the detriment to your business and the best practices and the structure that you've set up. So for sure. Um, also going into uh, emotion would be that it's a lot of things are an emotional purchase. And I think what we mean by that is, Clients are typically spending either their personal money or it's the parents' money. And either way, or a family member, whatever, I don't want to single any specific groups out. But, um, you know, for a lot of these people, it's hard-earned dollars that they've saved up for this one occasion. And um, you can hear the ice. (laughs) That's fine. People know a Starbucks when they hear one. Uh, Do the little... The swirl. That's that's Duncan. Oh, Duncan. Sorry. Um, so yeah, it's it's a it's emotional because it's a personal purchase, and a lot of times people are using their personal money. Yeah, and like what's important with what Taylor said is, it's an emotional purchase, but it's not a necessity. Mm-hmm. So like, we don't want you to think like, well, come on, Brad and Taylor, like you know, people. I mean, you use your money your own money all the time, you know, but usually you're buying things out of necessity with your own money. Like, oh, you know, I need a new car. Well, I mean, you have to have a car. So yeah. Are you spending your own money on it? Yes. But you have to have a car. Whereas these (laughs) things you're buying for your wedding. And we tell people like in our consultations, we've, we say this all the time, like, yeah, Hey, like we don't want to lead you astray. Like none of this stuff is a necessity. Mm -hmm. I mean, all we really have to do is, you know, put your guest list on something so your guests know where to sit for dinner. Right. Everything else, it's all just what you want. Yeah. You know, and I think that's what really Taylor's saying is like, you know, you're spending your own money and it's something that you don't necessarily need. Mm-hmm. So, again, you're second guessing everything. You right. want it. You 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 want to spend the money on it. But then you're like, ah, mm-hmm. is that, you know, is that welcome moment worth $2,000? Yeah. And I want it, but... And honestly, it's not just our product specifically. I mean, it has a lot to do with weddings in general because basically anything you can, I don't want to say scrap. Right. But I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> wedding. I'm probably going to get some hate from wedding vendors. But I guess in any category, it doesn't have to just be decor based, but flowers or there's levels there's levels there's levels i mean and you can always i mean you could always choose to elope and or lower your guest count so you don't have so much to Mm -hmm. pay for in food and beverage or you get married at a less expensive venue or yeah i don't know it's and it's all emotional like it's all emotional and um yeah if you're if again if you're spending your own money or um even if your family's you know helping you pay for it um, it, again, it's a lot of weight to every decision, which to, to like our credit of what we're trying to say in, within a, being a business in the wedding industry, 
it's difficult in that, you know, everything that you're providing has emotion behind it. And it's not just transactional. Like when, again, like if you walk into Starbucks and you buy a coffee, like you're probably not thinking about the $5 that you're spending. Right. Um, you know, you're just like, okay, cool. Did, you know, is my coffee good? Did they give me what mm-hmm. I wanted? Um, and hey, you know what? At the end of the day, like if the coffee's wrong, <laughs> they can remake the coffee. Right. But for us in the wedding industry with our business, um, it's not that easy, yeah. you know. You, and it's also a $5 coffee versus right. thousands of dollars that you're spending towards your wedding. Right. So it's definitely a much larger investment. Yep. Um, something else that I think we've learned as we kind of dabbled in some corporate events as well was it was a little bit of a different monetary spend mm-hmm. with it being a lot of times in their scenario they have a specific marketing budget allocated for a particular event or a particular build they essentially have money set aside for all those things and they're planning for it and they want you to make it as grand and cool and unique as possible mm-hmm Whereas that doesn't always happen with couples because obviously they have a strict budget in mind and corporate does too. But they'll say, hey, what can you do? This is our budget. What, you know, how much can we get for this? What can we get? Yeah. We want, you know, to look to be the best of the best. What does this get us? Whereas couples, I think, tend to, and it's not a bad thing. It's just different. They tend to focus on maybe tailoring that down or trimming some of those things because again they're not an absolute necessity and it is such an emotional purchase so even the difference of a thousand dollars on one display might seem like a big deal and so they're okay with trimming things down or cutting down on some details or maybe the size or things like that so yeah yeah i think i think also too like it goes back to that emotional um, purchase with, with couples in the wedding industry. But when you jump over to corporate, there's really no emotion about it because it's, it's just business. Like it is more transactional in the corporate world. They're coming to us for a product mm-hmm. that, you know, it still needs to be great. It's not like there's a quality difference between what we're building at a corporate event and what we're building at someone's wedding. But the difference is that corporate, you know, liaison or whoever it is. I mean, that's like, you know, one of many events that they're going to put on over their tenure at the company or, you know, it's the 30th annual and guess what? There's going to be a 31. Right. So it's a lot easier to say like, Hey, yeah, this is what we need. You know, this is our budget. Um, what can we get Mm -hmm. versus when a couple is coming to us and maybe they're even saying, Hey, this is our budget and this is what we want it's not as transactional because there is no number two right. for them. You yeah. know, like there's not, hopefully gonna be, not, <laughs> hopefully not. There's not going to be a second wedding. Um, so there's no do overs or there's no like, Hey, you know, if, if it wasn't, you know, exactly what we wanted, like we'll just do it better mm-hmm. next time. Right. Or we learned, Oh, we learned a lot from that. Right. Um, you know, let's write that down. Let's make sure we correct that again, guys. Like that's why we're saying like it's personal. It's not business. Versus, hey, you know, like, it's just business. Like, it's not personal. It's so much easier in that regard because, you know, you can fix it and move on and it'll be better the next time. But in a wedding, you can't do that. 
we don't have the ability to fix something after the fact. And this is something that Taylor and I always struggle with in our business. And it's a huge challenge for us. And probably more, you know, instead of it being emotional for the client, this is more, you know, our emotions playing into it and kind of our struggles and speaking to, you know, some challenges for us that we feel, you know, hold us back from scaling our business. Um, and it's, and it's exactly that, you know, when we're planning to build something custom for somebody, um, that's, you know, super high quality luxury, um, and we only have like, let's say five or six hours to set this up and we have zero do overs. There is a lot of, there's a lot on the back end for us. A lot of weight, you know, is held on to that for us specifically on that product, even to go back to that topic, you know, you want to talk about how much weight that product holds for the client. It actually holds a lot of weight for us too, because we know we don't get a second chance. And, um, you know, I've got it. <laughs> I've got an uncle Scott that owns a cabinet business, and we talk about this all the time. You know, he builds a really high quality cabinet product that is very similar to the products that we build at Details Duo. You know, down to the paint. You know, same paint quality, same construction quality. And him and I always kind of joke about it because um, if something goes wrong on his job site, you know, and he goes to install these cabinets. Um, he can always, you know, go back later in the day or go back tomorrow or even days later and fix the issue. And like no harm, no foul, the client's happy. But for us, you know, we're like, let's say delivering that same product on the day. It has to be perfect. There is no, you know, come back later after cocktail hour, after the guests right. have already looked at their escort display or the, let's say the wedding planner calls us and says, Hey, Brad, you know, like this isn't exactly right. I can't just say, oh, sorry, planner. Like, you know, I'm busy right now, but like mm -hmm. I'll get the guys out there tomorrow. Right. You know, so not exactly emotional for the client. I think that topic's, you know, more emotional for us. Mm -hmm. But nonetheless, it's emotional. And it goes back to like that high stress about the products or services that you're, you know, selling in the wedding industry there's a lot more to them than just what they are on the surface and so that again just a little tidbit to like our products there's no fixing it tomorrow so if you can imagine the stress that goes into that it's it's you know yeah it's a lot of pressure a lot, lot of pressure a lot of weight on your shoulders yeah. for sure so actually recently brad and i had read an article on the atlantic that was titled fake Poor Bride, I think it was. Yeah, that's right. Confessions of a Wedding Planner. Yeah. And it was all about, it was from the perspective of a wedding planner in the luxury wedding market. Yeah, like Upper upper East Coast, mm -hmm. you know. Um, and one thing that kind of stuck with us was she said that you're not always being paid to be the wedding professional that you are. You're mostly being compensated to be a wedding friend. <laughs> right. And that the client or the family is essentially paying you to care just as much as they do. Right. Yeah. And that hit home for us because, and this is specifically talking about like luxury events, luxury weddings, but that for us is like, wow, exactly. Like mm -hmm. we're not just building this escort display. We're building this escort display but also in supposed to be in the eyes of the client like 
as if the client takes over my body and, you know, I'm still physically building it, but like the care is coming from the client, right? Mm -hmm. Like, and not to say that you're not going to, you know, build the product to the utmost quality that it needs to be for the event. But I think that's where the struggles come in because you're not getting paid just to build the escort display. You're getting paid to build the escort display and care like twice as much that a normal person would when they're building a product. Right. And I think specifically to the luxury market, people are paying a premium and so they expect a certain level of service. Definitely. So I think, you know, with all that said, um, it's just a look into some of the challenges really in our business. And, you know, Taylor and I always speak on this you know, the scalability of Details Duo is quite low because of the topics that we just spoke about in that, you know, it's really hard to find specific people to care as much as the clients when they're just employees. Like, you know, and not to say they're bad employees who work for us, but it's really hard to set that precedent that like, hey, um, you know, in the interview, like, if you want to work for Details Duo, you know, just to let you know, um, you're going to have to work a lot more than what you're getting paid for, mm-hmm. right? Or, um, you know, something, you know, just like that would normally be fine. You have to have an individual who works for you or you yourself has to be able to pinpoint things that the client would pick out on the most important day of their life. Like if they're holding a you know, magnifying glass over your product, whatever they would find, that's almost what you have to be looking for, right? Mm-hmm. And again, it just makes it really challenging. Yeah, they have a certain standard or level yeah. of standard in mind. For sure. Um, yeah. So anyways, just some fun topics to talk about, you know, being real. Um, it's It's not always like what you see on Instagram and all the great stuff. And I think that's what we're trying to, you know, kind of portray through this limited series is, you know, really trying to talk about the things that maybe Taylor and I talk about, you know, at our dining room table, mm-hmm. right? Or like on, you know, on the event nights where we're striking at 1 a.m. driving home, like, man, that was tough. Yeah. You know, why are we doing this business? Right. <laughs> you know, even Just though. bring a little bit more transparency too. Yes, in, in fewer words, bring a little bit more transparency. Yeah. So Real talk. Hashtag real talk. Hashtag real talk. Hopefully that all makes sense to you guys. We appreciate you listening. Yep. And, uh, you know, better and better each time. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next time. See ya.